Good morning, RVA. It's 45 degrees and it looks like the rain has mostly moved on, leaving behind a bit of wind and, with any luck, a lot of sunshine later in the day. If you choose to bike commute, may the wind be ever at your back in both directions. Boop. Water cooler. Today marks crossover in the General Assembly when surviving bills head over to test their metal in the opposite chamber from whence they originated. It's a big milestone for the GA, but of course, nothing truly lives or dies until the governor puts down his pen at the end of the session. For example, remember yesterday when the Virginia Senate punished the governor for some salty public remarks he made by killing his plan to build a professional sports arena in Alexandria? At the time, literally just 24 hours ago, I said it was mostly for show by Senate Democrats because the House version of the proposal still yet lived. This morning, VPM's Jod Khalil reports that that version escaped committee and made it to the floor for a vote in the House of Delegates right at the last minute. Now, as the bill crosses over, we'll see if the Senate stays salty and spikes Youngkin's arena proposal for the second time, or if this week's stern warning was enough to remind the governor that Democrats mean business and that he needs to think through some of the impact of his public comments. Last night, City Council passed both those papers I had my eyes on. That's Ordinance 2023-356 to lower the speed limit on Brooklyn Parkway and Ordinance 2024-024 to at least partially fix the meals tax situation. M. Holter at the Richmond Times-Dispatch has some victory lap quotes from local restaurant owners and council folks on the latter. More interesting to me, at least, is this last little bit at the very bottom of the article from 2nd District's Councilmember Jordan, quote, We had tried to get this very paper a couple of years before, but we were told that it wasn't possible. I'm glad we have a different reading of what is possible now. Remember ages ago where, when I'd go on and on and on about how much power the city attorney held? This is why an extremely conservative and risk-adverse attorney has a lot of opportunity to kill creative legislation before it even gets to city council for discussion. I haven't seen at least public frustration around this point in a while, which means either one, the newish attorney has brought a different set of vibes to the office, or two, council hasn't attempted to put together too much legislation that pushes up against what is possible. Eric Kolnick, also at the RTD, reports on the region's housing crisis, focusing mostly on young, middle-class, suburban homebuyers. Things are bad everywhere for everyone. Via the RVA subreddit, is everything north of the river the north side? I love this sort of question and the arguments. It will inevitably kick off. Tonight at 6 p.m., the Valentine, that's 1015 East Clay Street, will host a community conversation that will, quote, address the history of media and how it's been used both to perpetuate bias and conversely spread truth conversation will also feature a panel of local media folks who will share their visions for a more equitable future in news coverage. Pop by the free event to see slash hear Carrie Pfeiffer from Axios Richmond, Macaulay Hammond from Style Weekly, myself from the region's premier daily zoning and rezoning email newsletter, and Pulitzer Prize winner Michael Paul Williams. I plan to spend most of the evening deferring to and then listening to whatever MPW has to say. This morning's long read is titled Chesterton's Fence, A Lesson in Second Order Thinking. I'd never heard of Chesterton's Fence until this past weekend, but I love it as a thought experiment. Reflecting on my own life, I could probably think harder about why fences were put up in the first place before I throw them in the trash. Here's an excerpt. Chesterton's Fence is a heuristic inspired by a quote from the writer and polymath G.K. Chesterton's 1929 book, The Thing. It's best known as being one of John F. Kennedy's favorite sayings, as well as a principal Wikipedia encourages its editors to follow. In the book, Chesterton describes the classic case of the reformer who notices something, such as a fence, and fails to see the reason for its existence. However, before they decide to remove it, they must figure out why it exists in the first place. If they do, do not do this, they are likely to do more harm than good with its removal. In its most concise version, Chesterton's fence states the following, do not remove a fence until you know why it was put up in the first place. 
If you'd like to suggest a long read to show up here, go chip in a couple of bucks on the old Patreon. That's patreon.com slash GMRVA. This morning's picture of the day is a picture of a round circular parking garage and some buildings. Uh, when I'm in another town, I'm such a tourist. Always looking up. Intro and outro music by Matt Fisher. And you can find links to all these stories and more in the show notes or on gmrva.com.